Mobility Makers brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Uh, driving into work, I know it's a holiday, but uh, on a normal weekday, do you look at the orange barrels and the brake lights in front of you and think, you know, I just wish I could fly into work today. Or I wish I could just go into the back seat and take a nap, you know, something like that. Flying cars, driverless cars, those types of things. Well, the the flying cars aspect, that might actually happen uh, soon. Meet George actually. Jetson? Exactly. <laughs> we were dreaming about this in the 70s. Oh, yeah. The and Jetsons, the 80s. Man. Oh, my God. I don't think I ever thought it would come to reality. But here we are in 2023. We're actually talking about the the realistic nature of this story that it might actually happen in the suburbs and urban areas, downtown even. Like, yeah, finally a real flying car. Well, it's been approved, really. It's called the A-Lift Model A, an all-electric flying car concept. And it's been uh, granted approval by the FAA to begin testing. The FAA, (laughs) the Federal Aviation Administration, has approved a flying car. Let's get more on this from our friend Paul Eisenstein, the publisher and editor-in-chief at the DetroitBureau.com. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hey, good. Good to be with you. And I guess uh, I guess this is another way of celebrating Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Potentially, potentially independence from traffic. However, that approval you mentioned is one has one giant asterisk by it and Ooh. then a bunch of smaller ones as well. What's that? What's the, what's the giant one first? All right. So uh, you're right. It's, it's called the uh, Aleph Model A. And it's a really strange-looking vehicle. It's basically a wire frame with a passenger pod in the middle. So it looks almost like uh, Ford or General Motors was doing some of their sketches that they do, the renderings that they sometimes provide us in the media to sort of give us a a look at what the inside of the vehicle is like. It's got, what, six or eight propellers underneath. And uh, uh, it's... It's different from all these other flying cars that we've heard about uh, over the last few years, which really aren't. They're just quadcopters uh, that can fly from fixed location to fixed location. And by the way, uh, we'll probably see these flying taxis on the road, or I should say in the air, hmm. in the next few years. Gosh, but wow. they, can't, they can't drive on a regular highway, and that's what's different about the Model A. The actual idea is that, well, you're going down the road, you're on uh, uh, I-96 or 696 and the endless orange barrels and that intersection of the 275, and you say, the heck with this. You press the right buttons, and it lifts off the ground and flies over the traffic. <laughs> it sounds unbelievable. It looks but... like, and it looks like mesh. I'm looking at a yes. picture of it. And yeah, it's that, kind that's, of, that's it's like what a I'm mesh. saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, looks like a, it looks like the renderings that you'll see sometimes. We see them all the time as automotive journalists. They'll send us a mesh drawing so that they can illustrate individual parts underneath. But that's it's actually a bit of a mesh design yeah. with a with an actual pod in the center. Now, all right, I said there are I said there are asterisks. Yeah. Uh, the the FAA has approved it for testing. It had been a prototype and they just popped up with this design in October. Uh, so getting approval to begin actual flight testing is, is impressive, but they've got to get FAA approval and they've got to get approval from National Highway Traffic Safety Administration oh, yeah. uh, and others. And that mesh design, I want to know, 
What happens when they have a fender bender? That's what, that was going to be my question, Paul. I mean, John, that was going to be, Paul. I mean, Paul, I'm sorry. That was going to be my <laughs> question that, uh, you know, it's one thing, it's mesh. But, like, if you run into, <laughs> you know, one of these big cars or a truck or SUV, uh, you could be in, in trouble. Yeah, and, and you have to remember that aircraft have far, far more strict standards when it comes to things like fender benders. So uh, even even a small impact that might, you know, just crack a taillight. Right. Uh, you know, nothing else might require you to go in for new FAA certification. You might have to have that thing uh, repaired by an aircraft-level uh, repair station. So uh, there, there, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Yeah. Uh, one of which is who can afford it? Three hundred grand is what I saw. That's that's the asking price for a flying car. Three hundred thousand dollars. I thought your your uh, your new Ford, the electric vehicle, is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> this thing tops that one, I'm sure. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, all this new technology is going to is not going to be cheap, and uh, I hope we have a minute or so we can talk about some other new technology. Uh, that's going to change the way things uh, operate on the road. Are you talking about San Francisco? I, I know there's a this situation there regarding driverless cabs uh, in uh, yes, San Francisco. Yes. What's going on there? Well, uh, you've probably heard that a couple companies, notably Google spinoff Waymo and uh, GM-owned, well, partially-owned Cruise, uh, are both operating already completely driverless cabs. I mean, nobody is behind the wheel. There isn't even a wheel in some of those vehicles. Mm. And uh, they've been operating them uh, in prototype uh, function out in San Francisco. Uh, You can actually call them and they'll show up. Uh, But they're limited. They're limited in when they can operate, where, and whether or not they can charge. Well, uh, uh, state authorities are about to give them its expected authority to go 24-7 and operate just like Uber and Lyft. They can charge. They can do pretty much anything uh, that a regular manned or womaned, if you will, uh, drive share vehicle can do. You know, there, there's, it's interesting because you have the, the state there in California saying we are going to approve this for widespread use in the city of San Francisco. Some of the San Francisco officials themselves don't necessarily like this. And they're kind of yeah. concerned about maybe some of the incidents that might happen. You're talking about snarling traffic, uh, maybe crashes that they're not cons- convinced yet that these cars are ready for that, or just, uh, you know, running into bikes and pedestrians. <laughs> There's a lot of things to consider here. Yeah. Now that we've had some incidents, uh, the ones that I hear about are normally cases where, for whatever reason, uh, they just pull over to pick up somebody and they block traffic. There have been some incidents where, for whatever reason, they they uh, go into a fault mode and they just stop and they tie up the city traffic. And anybody who's been in San Francisco knows how crazy traffic is to begin with. Uh, so, so there are potential problems. Uh, the two companies have claimed that they've been able to update their algorithms. I love that term, algorithms. Uh, and that they can they can resolve most of these problems. Then they point to the problems that uh, regular manned Uber and Lyft vehicles cause. So they say, hey, we're no different from those guys. In some cases, we're better. Uh, we have rules that we obey, and a lot of times the drivers, the humans, don't obey those rules when they're stopping. So they have an argument to be made uh, about that. Uh, I'm more worried about what happens after they drop off somebody and there's no human in there to notice the mess that they've made in the back seat. Right.
no one to hold accountable. <laughs> these taxis, you know, these taxis are, are, are they're electric. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are electric. Uh, uh, variations of a couple different vehicles. Waymo, for example, has used uh, uh, minivans from Chrysler, or I should say uh, Chrysler brand, but Stellantis, Stellantis. Uh, and Jaguars and others. Cruise has been operating with the Chevy uh, Bolt EV, and they're going to operate with other uh, vehicles. And they're designing, they're coming up with designs of these these toaster-like vehicles that are very, very roomy. And since they don't need to have a driver up front, and they don't need to have an engine compartment, they can take a complete redesign of the vehicle uh, that's very, very roomy. And just, like I say, they look more like toasters on wheels and conventional vehicles well we'll find out if it's uh if we're ready for this i know the san francisco fire department they've already logged 66 incidents regarding driverless cars in the past year so are we ready we'll find out always appreciate your perspective on this uh and uh, love your website as well detroitbureau.com paul eisenstein is the publisher and editor-in-chief at the detroitbureau.com thanks paul appreciate it Hey, guys, great great to be with you, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Enjoy your Independence Day. Uh, More to come here, 760 WJR.